Blog Talk Radio. Climbing in between them, lyrically and all of that. I mean them, level up and get the bucks, you know what's up. I climb the ladder of success, fifth dimension thinking, blinking, bringing all the best. Ain't no competition, I'm competing with myself. Manifesting greatness and abundance with the wealth self. Uh. Lyrical genius, please believe it.
Hey, y'all. What's up? It's your girl Nikki here, holding it down for my ladies as usual. Tonight, in the beginning, it's just going to be me and Miss Gina. I'm going to bring her in. We're going to kick it with her, get some of that knowledge, her experience, and just get to know her better. Everybody's favorite Instagram auntie. Everybody's favorite Instagram auntie. Miss Gina. Hello. Can you hear me okay? (laughs) Yes. Can you hear me very well? Yes. I can hear you clearly. Thank you. And welcome to the Women's Takeover. Um, We just do it a little bit different here. We do a a little more talking uh, than the rest of the week. Shout out (laughs) to my husband, BC. (laughs) I decided to kick in the door on Wednesdays, so that's what I'm here to do. But as I was saying, it's a pleasure to have you on this platform because I have followed you on my personal Instagram, and you came in contact with CJ Star through Lyrical Genius. I love both of them so much, especially their their aura, their spirit is just a one. But um, CJ Star said. Have you ever heard of singing Gina on Instagram? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And she was like, oh, my God, I love her. So the more you two interacted, she was like, you should have her on the show. I said, ask her. And you said yes. So <laughs> I had my little fangirl moment when I first talked to you one-on-one behind the scenes. I can admit it. I can admit it. Why say that again? again you, you had your what moment? You had your what? My fangirl moment. <laughs> What's like, that? Oh my What's, God, what it's Gina. It's when you fan out on somebody. Girl, you act like, like oh you're so God. cool. Get oh, out yeah. of here. I Stop. Ain't nobody no fan. Crazy girl. But again, welcome. So, I got my girl here. Right on time. Hey, hey, hey. Who's that, CJ? It is. Hey. Is that CJ song? It is. Yes. Is that all right? Is that all right? (laughs) Yo, CJ sent me $25 a day, man. You feel me? That was the bomb. That was the money. Man, I usually have money, but I'm broke today because I lost some money at the at the thing I had the other day. And I just said, you know, I'm telling you, I don't like to ask people for nothing, really. And she, um, you know, for me personally, and she said, yo, no problem. And she said it within five minutes. Within five minutes. That's that, that's sister girl stuff. That's what sisters do. It is. So, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you're able to ask, when you're able to say, listen, can I have some money? From somebody, it's not easy to say that to everybody. Can I have some money? Right. Yeah. I think got some money. She said, "Yeah, a little slow." Like, yeah. it was like I ain't got that much, but. <laughs> 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 you know, but she's, she's, 
Okay, listen, let me ask you a question. Are all expletives welcome in this platform, or is it a, a, a rated G? Oh, no, we are not censored. Please be free. Say what you have to oh, say. Oh, it, yeah, okay, all right. Is, is, is there a delay in hearing me? You think sometimes there's a delay because there of audio? There is a slight, yeah, there's like maybe a half a second delay. There is a little okay. delay. Okay. But are you able to hear everything I'm saying? Is it okay? Yep. We can hear yeah. you clearly. Okay. Okay. But so is it my turn to say something? Because I need to say something right here. <laughs> say, oh, yeah. say what you want to say. Yo, listen, no, the, fa- the fact that you all are, I'm, I'm telling you something. I sometimes, an amazement when people say shit like, yo, I followed you. No, the, I, I fan, I've been a fan. I'm saying, what the fuck? What, what is that about? Because what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? When I talk to people, I spend time with people, I share my story. I'm supposed to do that. It, it is a shame that being authentic is in, that it's hot to, for somebody to be audacious, you know, so all of a sudden, everybody, but being authentic is the way to go, being who you really are, and not all this bullshit that takes people down a rabbit hole in life where you wind up hating yourself. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. thank you. Thank you for even saying, yo, I want to, for CJ, for saying, yo, listen, I want you, you to talk to Gina, and for you calling me, and for your husband actually allowing me to interview him this morning, and just to let me in. People don't have to do that. Really people do true. not have to like you. Yeah. People don't yeah, have to. I like to say supporter. Okay. People say likes and followers. I want to say supporter. Like even I'm starting to say gang, you know, gang, gang, whatever, family. Thank you for being family. <laughs> yeah. People, people have to take time to follow you and like you and look at your videos and and listen to you a lot. People, people ain't gonna do that. I'm grateful at 60 years old that somebody's even that I'm even on Instagram at 60. I don't even have an iPhone yet, but I'm on Instagram. At 60 years old. That's all we have to be. We're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get you on that iPhone train. You and Steve, you can Okay. I can't take it. I can't take it. Is but right? it is. It's it's important. Um, like you said, you're doing what you're supposed to do. It's important because in this industry, at least the side of it that I'm on it now with. Yeah, my son told me that. My, my, my son said, he, he said, you got to get it, Mommy. So I'm, I'm going to break down at some point. But the, first of all, they're too expensive. I, I, I just think phones are too expensive. I even actually, I, I hate phones. I really do. I hate talking on them. But I have to because of music. I have to do it. So I'm trying to turn up my, my tech skills. I'm asking young people to show me how to do TikTok and all that shit because it's not over for me. It's, I, I thought it was at one point that, not that I was going to die, but. You know, I, I'm just going to just rock out in your apartment and sing it, little things here and there and do community work. And, and God said, no, nah, bitch, there's some other shit you got to do. There's some yeah. other shit you got to do. It is. As I was saying, it? there's not as much authenticity as you would think. Definitely a breath of fresh air being in the building. I let him come through and speak as well. Yeah. But, um... Where are you from? Let's start there. Where are you from? Oh, oh I'm from Brooklyn. Um, my father was a, got a record deal in the 60s, and uh, he met my mother. 
and church in Brooklyn on Bedford and Brooklyn at a church called Washington Temple. They got married and had me in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, I lived in Bed-Stuy as a child. My mother in Bed-Stuy. And then my father got a record deal and moved to uh, what we call, um, uh, not Beverly Hills. Um, what, what's the area? Damn, I forgot. But it's right in the Beverly Hills in California. View Park. It's called View Park in California. Um, Olympia Drive. And then made the pool, all that stuff, the lifestyle, shooting heroin. And um, everything went downhill. He toured with everybody in the, at the time in 60, 64. I was four years old. Then my mother, um, when I was 11, she tried to burn my father up in the house because of his addiction and her addiction to alcohol. He was cheating, all kind of horrible shit. He was an artist, wow. singing at clubs, and started shooting dope, cheating. My mother lost her mind, started drinking. And she tried to kill him. Tried to bring them down the house. And at 11, they put all five, my mother had five kids at the time. They put all of us on a plane to my grandmother's house back to Brooklyn, 42 Midland Street between Bedford and Flatbush. And yes. I lived there until, and then I went to um, PS92, I went to IS320, yes. I went to Razzle Hall High School. And then my grandmother had a candy store on Bed, uh, on um, in Bedside. And I worked at the candy store, so I was in Bedside all the time. And my grandmother was very, very religious. She was a Christian, staunch Christian, saved things about filled with the Holy Ghost, and that was fire. And because my mother was still in California with my father, and five of us were with my grandmother. Now, I remember the grandmother being one of the most powerful uh, entities in the black, in any community, basically, I think, especially the black community, when right. drug addiction. And so now I'm the oldest of five at the time, and my grandmother got us going to church, and I started singing in church. That was my salvation singing at 11 and 12. I'm in church all the time. Uh, uh, Tuesday night, pastoral night. Thursday night, choir rehearsal. Friday night, youth night. Saturday, usher practice. Sunday morning, we're going to um, Sunday school. We're going to Sunday school Sunday morning. Then it's morning (laughs) service at 11 o'clock. Then at 4 o'clock is afternoon service. Then at 7 o'clock is YPWW, Young People's Willing Workers. Then we have what we call the broadcast at 9 o'clock. So I was in church all day. Then I did door-to-door, passing out tracks. I was in prison ministry. I was in the Sunday school. I was in everything. And after all that religious shit, I smoked crack and sold pussy anyway because I had no oh, relationship with God. Right. I had no That's relationship. I was extremely religious. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm from the era where we didn't wear pants in church. We, we, were, we couldn't wear hanging um, earrings because I was considered to be like Jezebel. And uh, so religion really had me twisted. But for a while, it made me comfortable and safe and warm. And I was justified. I was critical. You couldn't tell me nothing. You're going to hell, and I'm going to heaven. Uh, That's how I was. Anything I get into, I go all the way. And and I'm a Scorpio, so you know I was deep. But I knew every fucking thing. You know, especially in my glory. And then I could sing. So singing and then talk and teach. I was really, I was really going to, they call me an evangelist, a missionary, whatever the fuck that is. And I hated myself because I didn't understand myself. But I was still this prolific person who was empty on the inside, for real. Right. So, you want to answer? <laughs> if I can go on and on and on, you know that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, 
you you touched on some very deep and important things. I want to take you back to okay. um, with your dad, understanding that he had the deal. He took you guys out of Brooklyn, took you to California to this lavish lifestyle, however long it lasted. Do you yeah. believe in in your heart of hearts? that he still did the best he could. Because when you have a drug addiction, of course you know this, but I'm just speaking to Uh the audience. uh When you have a drug addiction, you know, you can always mean well. And your heart can always mean well. But, you know, your actions may, may dictate something else. And oh, your yeah, life yeah. now, okay. looking back in yeah. retrospect, do you believe that? Yes, that's the only reason why I was able to forgive him, because yeah. I know he couldn't uh, he couldn't deal. However, after he stopped shooting heroin, um, he married somebody else, and, and he just kind of neglected us. I had to forgive him <laughs> for a lot of things, you know. But his addiction mm-hmm. really twisted him. It, it messed him up. He wasn't able to. And when a person is sick, when a person is under the influence of a, a substance that they have to have just to alter their mood, then they are not really responsible for their behavior at the time. They're responsible for what they do, but uh, they have to be accountable. But they really, really are under right. something that is greater than them. You know, I totally understand that. But that uh, motherfucker fucked up. Let me say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, done better than you know, at least you got to a point where you were able to forgive. That's important. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Did oh, you yeah. ever do music? Did I, did I ever do music? Yes. Are you asking me, did I ever do music? What, 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 what happened? <laughs> did I ever do? That's what he said. Did I ever do, what do you mean, did I ever do music? Did you ever do music? I don't know. Did I ever sing? I've sang, I I mean, I've sang with so many people and sang with court, all kind of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, what kind of questions? Is that BC? You know what? I should have known that was that crazy. It's hi, BC. Hi. Hello, brother. Thank you for this morning. You are the bomb, son. Thank you. That was great. That was great. Yo, you are funny as hell. Yo, you are so naturally funny. Oh, God. And just thank you so much for being yourself, for telling your business. I appreciate you, dude. You know, that that, that, that uh, interview was hard for me because I found out that my son had uh, COVID pneumonia, and it hit me real hard. So to do that interview was very, very hard for me, but I had to get through it because we made a commitment. Oh, man, but, yo, you could have said, fuck that commitment. But, but I'm, nah. I'm glad you went through it, though. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you so much. Okay, so what's that question that I ever do music? Well, I, I don't want to say that question, Beast. Yeah, do you, did you sing? Do, do you still sing? Hell, yeah, I just told you. I mean, I, yeah, of course I sang. I've been singing all my life. But you know what? But you know what? Let me tell you about that question. That's a good question. Because <laughs> I, I've been singing in church since I was 12. And um, 
at about 15, 16, I really wanted to sing R&B. I used to be in the kitchen with the radio, listen to uh, uh, WBLS at night, right? Thank you, Clark. Sure. And I, re- I really, really wanted to sing R&B. And, and we weren't allowed to pop our fingers at that time. Because that was too, too worldly, right? Seriously, we couldn't pop our fingers. And so I would sneak and listen to R&B at Frankie, with Frankie Crocker and WBLS and WWRL and WRBR, which was the jazz station at that time. You feel me? Um, and one one point nine. So that's what so is I was like, WWRL a gospel station? And WWRL at that time was a, was an AM station, 1600. And then it turned gospel. Uh, then it turned gospel. Yeah, and and, and you, you remember W L I B, the yeah, uh, yeah. The, the independent station. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, so at that time, I really, really that's one regret I have that I didn't stay. Where you go? You went nowhere. Excuse me. It sounded like you floating. Somebody's floating. Like floating on the water. Hello? Somebody's talking to her. Yeah, we got you. Can y'all hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm in the same place. All the phones are good? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, but what else do you want to know? Well, before we go further, before we go further, okay. we'll go ahead and put a pin here because you did send us... One of your father's songs. Oh yes, my daddy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Woo, woo. So talk about I'm gonna do, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do some of his songs over. I'm gonna do some of his music over. I'm gonna cover oh, like okay. Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that would be dope. Okay, so yeah, he's one of the most perfect voices. This song in the that you sent, which is somewhere along the way. We're going to come back with yes. the geniuses in the building, and we're going to have more. But introduce this song. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the voice of the smooth sounds of Sam Purchase singing somewhere along the way. That is uh, almost a story of him and uh, him and us, our family. I'm serious. I'm not thinking about the lyrics. Him and my mother. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I used to walk with you along the avenue. Our hearts were carefree and gay. How could I know I'd lose you somewhere along? Like our love, they say mm, Then love slips through our fingers Somewhere along the way Now I should forget But with the loneliness of night 
Show shot as that man, and we vibing, yo. And when I'm vibing, I like to listen to WTW Women's Takeover Wednesdays on the stage radio, hosted by Nikki and Nisi. Holler back at your boy, man. Let's get it. That was very nostalgic, and um, it was a first for our platform. You know, dealing with younger really? artists, and yeah, absolutely. Now, we play R&B, we even play some jazz, we definitely play hip-hop, but I think my older listeners that tune in on Wednesdays really appreciated that because it was real nostalgic. And you sound like him when you sing. You know what? Lately, uh, the past few years, when I started listening to his music again, I started started listening to his... uh, Intonation, his tone, his uh, one thing I, he has. I don't have my father had perfect pitch. The articulation, the ability to tell a story, to uh, to grab you and then let you go. His voice was fucking amazing. I really, really am grateful that he left that legacy. You know, yeah, it helped clear up a lot of things for me as a young woman because um, the men that I've chosen have been similar to my relationship with my dad, and I realized that. You know, for a long time, I didn't believe that. I used to think that, you know, statistically, that bullshit, you know, that who your father was is is indicative of who you choose, you know, if if you're a straight woman. 
You know what I mean? So, unfortunately, I really, really I did really. like to choose men who are witty and genius and smart, but yet had some sort of, I like to get men with potential and make them my projects. You know what I mean? I would like to, yeah. I like to help them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can help a motherfucker. I like to help build you up. A lot of women. You know what I'm saying? saying. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, can you mold me? Mold yes, me. yes, yes, yes. I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. Mold me, baby. And what it really is, but, 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 but. But if the nigga changes his mind, then I think he owes me something. So, so it really flips on me. Because I really had my own agenda, my own motive. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Respectfully, though. I understand. Peace. How you doing? All right. Ah, Peace. All right. Yes. How you doing? The teachers are speaking. Lyrical geniuses in the building. Hi, Lyrical. Yeah, yeah. How we doing? How we feeling? How we feeling? We smiling. We smiling. We smiling. That's how I like to hear it. Appreciate you. We absolutely are. CJ Star, do you have a question for Miss Gina? Yes. I would like to know. And the all I ask all entertainers the same question. Do you remember any malfunctions in your wardrobe? Like, has a boob ever popped out? <laughs> Have you ever got any run in your pantyhose? Has men thrown their drawers at you on stage? I want to get yeah, to the nitty-gritty of it. One time, break sit, sit, yo, break yo, you are you are so sick, CJ. My God, you are sick, but but check this out. I am a woman that that, at, that during menopause, I, I sweat. I'm, I mean, I not sweat. I have fucking tsunami hot flashes. Seriously, seriously. Mm-hmm. and I also drink a lot of water. So, you know, a lot of times if I sweat, I'm not worried about the smell because, you know, if you don't drink a lot of water when you sweat, it's whatever. It's not like what you eat. So I drink a lot of water. So mm-hmm. I go to the bathroom a lot, okay? I go to the bathroom mm-hmm. all the time. Wherever I go, I got to find where the bathroom is. So on stage, I know directly where to go. But there was one time, and it was it was in a club in Queens called Thomasina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called Thomasina. And I knew what the bathroom was. But yo, I was Thank on you. stage and and I felt the urine coming down. Now I, now I don't wear panties. I don't wear panties, right? Ever I don't own a pair of underwear. Only because of lack of comfort. I don't want I don't like panties when it's cold. I might wear tights, you know, something like that. But I don't wear underwear. So um, I went. I was gonna sing something, and uh, the band stopped, and I took the microphone and they kept playing. So I ran to the bathroom. And I put, I wiped myself, toilet paper, mm-hmm. and just in case, I'm going to put a paper towel between my legs. Because I, I, I can usually hold something between my legs, a paper towel, uh, or anything, just to stay between my legs without panties. I'm good like that. Right? Mm-hmm. At that time, my thighs were a little bit thicker, so nothing could drop between my 
I thought. So I had this, I had the thing white stuck in my vagina, you know, just a paper towel, just in case I drip because you know when you sing and you put hit a hard note, you know you might drip urine and little pee might come out, which I probably should have wear panties. I don't even know why I didn't, but I was singing a song and I started hitting the note. And I could feel some urine coming out, but I had that paper towel there. But I, I, moved, I did a movement, and I kicked my leg up, and the paper towel fell right up in the floor from between my legs. Oh. oh. And, and because oh. it was a paper towel, oh. because it was a paper oh. towel, oh. <laughs> because it was a yeah. paper towel, it looked a little bit like a, um, like a pad, you know. Now, mind you, mind you, I wear I wear gowns when I sing usually. I usually wear gowns, so I thought I could kind of catch it between my feet and push it to the side. And the more I kept pushing, the more it was going to the front. <laughs> oh, that was a nasty That was so nasty. I even think I'd, I'd wear panties after that. Did you feel? Did you were you embarrassed? And don't be embarrassed because I don't wear panties. Were you embarrassed? <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? I'm I'm never embarrassed about anything. That's something. That's yeah. God, God has to do that because because I'm not sensitive. God did that. God made me almost my, hard to you know because um I don't get embarrassed. The only thing I get embarrassed about. Let me stop that. Every now and then is my teeth because I'm I'm in the in the, in the midst of fixing my teeth and I have dentures on top. And like ten teeth on the bottom that are fun, and I love to smile. So every now and then I get ashamed of what my teeth look like that I didn't take better care of them. But other than that, nothing affects me like that. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta smile every once in a while. So I know that's hard. I appreciate your honest answer, <laughs> and I'm going to develop some beautiful undergarments because every now and then I sprinkle and sprinkle too. I've been buttering biscuits so long. My time. She makes me laugh all the time. Even when I watch the video, oh, I, I just go watch the video and watch her. She, I laugh yes. the same with the same efficacy. I laugh the same way. <laughs> Yeah. Hilarious. Is that all right? So tell us Very much how you how you got into the industry. So you were back in Brooklyn with your grandmother and Oh yes, and my grandmother and I was in church. I was in church. So I started singing with gospel choirs and shit like that. And then I started um doing background vocals for, you know, some Jamaican artists. Um I was walking down. I don't know if you know. You have a group called Morgan Heritage. Have you heard of them? Okay. Uh, Probably not. Okay, listen. Okay, let me take you back. There's an artist named Denmoy Morgan. did a song called I'll Do Anything For You. For okay, you. Okay, that's his name. Is Den- yeah, his name is Denmoy Morgan. Jamaican. Yes. Um, he has some children called Morgan Heritage. They're the biggest reggae group in Jamaica. They won a Grammy last year for best reggae awesome. album, Morgan Heritage. Now, 35 years ago, I was walking down the street on Bushwick Avenue, and I had a Walkman on, because it was Walkman at that time. And uh, Denmark Morgan had a house on Cornelia Street in Bushwick, and he heard me singing. I didn't know who he was at the time. And he talked to me, and he walked me to his house and said, I need some children 
said, need a vocal coach. He's coach. And at that time, I was doing vocal coaching in the church. And he said, yeah. And um, uh, I like my kids to get some training. I said, okay, okay. So I, I left and came back. And I, now by this time, I left the church. By this time, I was smoking weed and smoking woolers. Woolers are a combination of crack and weed mixed together. Okay. So now Denmark didn't know this. So um, he uh, let me meet his children, and he let me have a room upstairs in his house, my own room. I lived there, and he had a state-of-the-art studio in his backyard. He had 25 children at the time. Denmark did like seven wives. They all got along. All of them got along. So he had like five in the band. It was Peter wow. Morgan, Una Morgan, and uh, Grandpa. They're extremely, extremely successful right now. Morgan Heritage. So I, I trained them for about six months. I went upstairs to my room. I would smoke and come down and train them. I started smoking more crack in the, in the weed, and he started, I, he smelled it and came upstairs and put me out of the house. He put me out. He had no idea I was smoking. Yeah, it was horrible. But right after that, I started touring with this woman named J.C. Lodge. She did a song called Telephone Love. Telephone love. It was a really, really successful song. Uh, oh, wow. How did you know that song? My God. Yeah, my tour with her. Every song. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then yeah, I got yeah, connected yeah. with a studio in uh, Long Island where I became like a background vocalist for a lot of studio work. And um, I met a lot of people. I did a lot of stuff. Thank God. And along the way, I started, uh, I went to college, and I started doing more drugs, and then I came back to church and stopped doing drugs, period, and I thought I got saved again, because I met this guy, this preacher, who could play his behind on the keyboard, so we were going to be an evangelistic team, and I got married to him in 1987, stayed with him, and because I knew... I never should have married this man because I knew I didn't like myself. I allowed him to put his hands on me. I allowed him to hit me for three years. I stayed, we were dated for five years, and I figured if he married me, he would change. I said, well, once I'm married, I will be his wife, and I'll be part of him. We'll be one, like the scripture says, so you want to abuse me. Now, I never took a look at how I allowed him to hit me because part of my sickness was, him feeling bad about hitting me and then being nice to me. Because he was only nice after he hit me. You feel me? Um, it was a really yeah. sick, twisted relationship. And I can't believe now that I was even in that. That's like another genius. You feel me? So, But that's what yeah. self-hate can do. Self-hate can do that. Oh, yeah. So um, I married him, allowed him to hit me. And um, the marriage was horrible, disgusting. And a lot of things happened, and um, we divorced. Now, he's still a bishop in, law, in uh, New York right now. He's still very active in the church. But I wound up wow. leaving the church and mind smoking crack for real. I went crazy for two years. I smoked crack every day, and I sold my body in order to maintain my habit. I quit my job teaching because I've always had an amazing job, always had amazing uh, opportunities. But um, I couldn't find myself. So, unfortunately... Crack and cocaine are one of the best anesthetizers in the planet because you don't feel anything. 
it makes you think everything's going to be okay. So I had to get high every day because I didn't want to deal with the fact that I lost my husband. I thought I was going to die with him. I had the biggest wedding on Bedford and Bergen in Brooklyn, Washington Temple. Uh, 1,500 people, 800 people at my reception. Huge, huge. So I was uh, going to be like Mrs. White, Mr. and Mrs. White. That was my last name, Mrs. White. And I was going to be. So how did uh, you come back to that, though? Oh, I, I'm God. Oh, from God. And I'm not talking about no religion. I was on the ground, laying on the grass in front of Our Lady Mercy Hospital, July 5th, 1992. We'll never forget it. And I had. Just been done. I got pregnant when I was smoking crack. I have no idea who my son's father is. Not a clue. And I said, God, I'm tired. And it wasn't nothing but God. Then I got involved in 12 Step Fellowship for 28 years. I was involved in that. And um, my life has been a total change. And I still didn't think I was going to sing again because I'm thinking, oh, now I'm getting too old. You know, that's all bullshit, you know. Nah, you still have so much more to do, like you said. So take us into the first song of yours that we should listen to here. Oh, listen now, you, you know what's so deep about that? Um, I uh, I was going to a church called um, St. Paul's Community Baptist Church at um, 50, 59 Hendrick Street in Brooklyn. Johnny Ray Youngblood was a pastor at the time. And I got involved in that yeah. church because, it, huh? Go ahead. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said Youngblood. I heard of him before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, um, after my friends growing up in church, um, after I got clean, I said I wasn't going to church anymore because I, I don't believe in Christianity anymore. I believe in the power of love. I believe in spirituality. I believe that Jesus Christ was, a, was an amazing, amazing brother who loved people. And the way he lived is the way I like to live, like like him. He was the bomb, right? Like I don't subscribe to the dogma of Christianity at all. So, and so I was very much on at the church, but because I sang, music always brought me back to church. So I found this church, young um, St. Paul, and I got very active, and they believed in me. And they, a Baptist church, they took up money and took me to the studio. They raised $10,000 put me in the studio. The first, I, I recorded five songs. They let me have a, a concert, do a solo song. I sold 500 copies in one day at the church. That's how good they were to me, you know, the church was. And, but, but I was also very active. I gave my time. I wrote songs in the choir. Or I, did, I gave my time, you know. So it was a, it was karma, reciprocity. You know, one hand wash the other, both hands wash the face. First song uh, was I'll Go. I wrote I'll Go, and I, I was sitting in church and wrote the song. Every song I wrote, the lyrics, so God gave me the melody, everything. God is the bomb. Oh, my God. So yes, I'll Go, and then, yeah, 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 he, she, whatever. But um, I'll Go, uh, he's satisfied with five songs on that album. What's called the EP at the time. And then I had a second EP. So now I'm getting ready to do... Um, my father's song, Gina Fletcher sings Sam Fletcher, you know, uh, father, daughter to father, something like that. Let's you know get I mean? into this album. We got Miss Gina, everybody's favorite auntie in the building. Here we go. <laughs> 
Now I really like that. Yeah, yeah that song is nice, right? Like That's some fly that shit. Yeah. Listen, you know what that song's about? I'm gonna tell you what song's about. I was struggling at the time. I think I was about 45. And I was struggling with getting a second job or just saying, God, I'm a saint. I'm still saying. I was 45 at the time. You know me? And the lyrics are saying, you know, I stand alone waiting for you to tell me what to do. I was going to audition for the Apollo. Body with myself, but no one else would disobey me. But I tried to control my destiny. But when a person has a gift or a craft, it's hard to run from that shit. If it's in you to do, it's hard to run. So I went on the Apollo, and I won. Won the Apollo. Then in order to uh, win again, you have to go through a whole process. So I went on again and won a second time. And after I won, I was torn with going on this cruise for six months. Or, getting, or going back to work, and I chose to go back to work with that song, you know, because I had a son, and I, and I didn't have the faith to trust that God would take care of me, you know what I mean? With, I, I, I'm telling you, I regret that. But I knew that the lyrics came from God. I, but then I said, all right, God, I'll go. All right, God. And when I say, Lord, um, I, I mean whatever entity you worship or believe in. It could be now I'm saying Allah, now I'm saying uh Computer, now I'm saying whoever, I'll go. You feel me? I love it. I love the message in it, but I love the musicality of it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shedrick Mitchell. Wait, wait, please, please. I, I got to shout out Shedrick, S-H-E-D. He used to play for Whitney Houston, but we were, we, we went to that church together. He played for Minister of Music at St. Paul Community Baptist Church when I was there, and this was 13 years ago. When I did this song 12 years ago, and he was there, he was there, and um, yo Cedric Mitchell, just thank you so much. He's still doing his thing right now. He was just with um, what's his girl? Oh, it don't matter. It don't matter who he's with. But um, but he's a keyboard player. He helped me help produce it. But God gave me the melody, and he just listened to what I sang and he played it the whole thing. He worked the charts for it. So thank you, Cedric Mitchell. BC, do you have a question for Ms. Gina before I get her to walk up to this next song? Yes. How long did it take you to make that record? Because that record seemed effortlessly. It seemed like it just came to you. Honestly, uh, about an hour, I swear. Mm Mm-hmm. The word, the, the words just, just because I was talking to God, I was saying, you know, okay, okay, here, all right, I'm standing right here. I'm waiting for you to tell me what to do. I'm fight with myself, and and I'm the kind of person that sometimes uh, uh, rhymes come to me when it comes to a, 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 a verse, and I tried, I tried to control my destiny, and then it says when I heard your voice calling me so loud, I tried to shut you out, thinking that the job you had for me to do would never, ever really work out. But I cried. I cried. I was so full of doubt. Now I'm saying, Lord, all right. I'm saying, all right, Jesus. I'm, I'm, give, I'm a whoever, Jesus, God, Allah. I'm giving in. I surrender because I can't fight no more. Because through the fire, through the rain, through the sun, through the pain, in my darkness, you told me you'd never leave me. So all right now, God, you promise you're going to help me out. So if I go and make this record, 
You got to push it. You got to help me eat. You know what I'm saying? I had to trust God for that. She did that. Yeah. She did. Thank you. She did. <laughs> she did that. I love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She did that. I think that she did that. <laughs> yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah. Can y'all hear feedback now? Yeah, you're good, CJ. You are clear. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, sorry. It's the Medicaid Weefy. That girl is silly. She is so silly. So, okay, we're going to speed up to what got you from Brooklyn to where you are now. My brother's... Uh, Four, five years ago, I was, no, seven years ago, I started having problems with my hips. I taught African dance for like 26 years from City College on. African dance teacher. I played the djembe. I was really involved in, in teaching African dance and my culture, all that stuff. So, I'm sorry. I cut my throat. So, I had to have hip replacement. Uh, and the doctor looked at my hips and said, you need both done. So I, I was extremely distorted about it, but I knew nothing was going to shut me down, so I had the first hip done. And then um, my mother was living in Oklahoma. Now, I'm going to tell you, my mother's well-being is directly linked to my happiness. In other words, if she's not happy, I'm not happy. If her needs are not met, right. I'm not comfortable. Like I can't go sleep at night. No, my mother needs anything. Now, some of her wants, that shit is on her sometimes because she does her thing. But if her needs are jeopardized, I, I, I'm not yeah. comfortable. I don't care what state I'm in. I don't care how far I am. So she was in Oklahoma. I'm in New York at the time. And I just woke up with this dude, and I had hit my place. I said, I'm leaving. I'm going back. I'm going to see my mother. I went to see her and had my first hip done. And then um, my mother moved to Phoenix, Arizona, because my brother, Ira Levi, who was no longer here, was here. He was diagnosed with cancer. This was five years ago. My mother uh, was talking on the phone. I could hear my brother kind of like kind of talking harsh a little bit. And I said, Mommy, what's going on? She said, well, you know your brother. The cancer, I guess, had him because they call it cancer brain design. Had him a little short, agitated. He, had, he wasn't on chemo yet. He was just being mean because of find out. But Well, not mean. He just couldn't deal with the diagnosis, so he was kind of lashing out at my mom. I don't tolerate no shit like that. I don't care who you are. You're not talking to my mother in no kind of way. So I left <laughs> New York and moved to Phoenix. Cause my brother, and I, I, I came out here October 14th. And um, my mother's birthday was 50. I got her. We got a part. We moved in an apartment that same night. Got an apartment. That same, it's that easy in Phoenix. So I moved her from her from his apartment to our apartment. And I stayed out. I've been here for four years. And my um, the one Ira Levi who came, we was out here. He passed uh, October 21st, 2018. But my baby brother who came to visit us, he was found. We found him. Accidental overdose, August third, two thousand seventeen, in his apartment. So my mother was totally devastated, and yeah. um, I couldn't get out to bed for three months. I couldn't sing for a year. It was it's, it's been it's so difficult sometimes to 
watch my brother. My brother was a singer. He was a gay man who came out the closet. He's always been out since he was a child, and he's performed at every pride event all over the United States and recorded. And um, I still have a difficult time wa- watching his videos, you know. I'm going to do one of his songs over, but it's it's kind of fresh. It's only been three years, so it's still fresh to me, you know. My mother yeah, can't watch I'll it yet. to you to you and your mom, that absolutely sounds hard, but you did want us to mention him tonight, and we did. Yes, I really got Yes, his birthday was August yeah. 19th of Leo. You sent us his song I, for your mom, I do have right? A, I do, I do have a next question before we get into the song. Okay. Okay. Well, go ahead. How do your How do your How do your mom feel about your music? Oh, now listen. My mother is first of all the the, the biggest fan of mine, the biggest and the biggest Amazing. critic too. Biggest critic. My mother uh, was also born and raised in church, but does not even doesn't believe in religion anymore. Uh, she and I, I have a song, I, I didn't send it to you, but it's called He's Satisfied. My mother's belief, um, and that's that's a gospel of CD, the second one's inspirational. But my mother does not believe in using he or she when it comes to God. She believes in just saying it or love. She doesn't like the religious part. And so one of my songs, He's Satisfied, she loves it, but she didn't like that I said he, you know, because she wanted to be mm-hmm. inclusive and 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 abroad to everybody, and I understand that. But she will. She just gave me some of her food stamps to cook. Take it out to cook some to make some food. I know. Uh, no, fuck that. Let me get honest. I bought some of her food stamps. Fuck that. So I can uh, make some food <laughs> for this event Sunday. I'm serious. Fuck that. What am I lying for? Shit. Um, right. She didn't give me no food. I bought it, and and uh, and and she didn't even want to take the money. But I said, Mom, come on. You know, I was able to cook some food for these homeless people Sunday. You feel me? So, yeah. you know, that's that's what that's what parents do, or people who got your back. People sent money, you know what I mean, to help. So my mother adores me. Anything anything I do, I swear to God, if it's about love, my mother got my back. And we, we, we used to smoke crack together. I, th- I said wow. my mother would never see my son. I'm telling you, my, we've been through a journey. Mother and daughter, that's a whole different conversation, mother-daughter relationship. It's deep. It's deep. So let's get into Ira Levi. Yes, a Leo, a gay man out of the closet, physically handsome, could cook his ass off, uh, smoke weed while he was cooking, comedian, talk shit. Oh, my God. Had hella niggas that loved him. He used to say, he said he gets niggas from the shelter and clean and dress them up. <laughs> I guess y'all yeah, he's had funny as hell. About <laughs> I, I was getting ready to say you swift, you swift girl, you swift girl. Go ahead, pick it up. You smart girl. <laughs> it's a family legacy. The, the Fletcher's like bums. The Fletcher's like.
who run the world, girls. Hey, this is Denise, and I'm listening to The Woman's Takeover. Yes, yes, and this is Leela Ike, and I'm representing for the Women's Takeover show. Are you done know say with Nikki and Nisi? And I'm the biggest fan. Love all your players, you are real champion. Word on the street. I do say I sure come for lockdown the scene. Keep it blazing. Takeover Wednesdays with Nikki and me, playing at R&B. And you heard it from me. Yo, what up? It's Mike the Gift rocking with the stage radio WCW. Make sure you tune into it. Let's unwind with Nikki on the stage. All right, it is 10 o'clock, the second half. Now, typically, the way this goes, Miss Rena, the second half of all that. I'm sorry, Nikki. Is it me or that last oh, drop scared the shit out of me? It's loud. It's loud. You're in with Nikki and Bishop. <laughs> right, it was loud. Let's run wide with. Yeah. It was obnoxious. It scared the shit out of me. It startled me. Like, I'm going to Yes. Yes, I was scared. I was so scared. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, Nikki, sorry. You know we got ADHD. Go ahead. I, hey, it's all good. I just wanted to let, uh, you know, Miss Gina know she's welcome to hang and keep going. This is what we do. We're going to kick it some more, talk some more crap. CJ, you got another question for me, Gina? Um, yes. Yes, yeah. I do. I've been trying to make up so, no shit to ask me, CJ. I know, right? Because it's like, I know everything I want to know already. But can you tell, can you tell the listeners can you tell the listeners uh, more about what you do with your um, nonprofit and how you help, um, you know, like your volunteer and stuff like that? Well, you know, uh, okay, uh, it's not a nonprofit, and I volunteer. Okay. But, you know, I want to say something. Um, I, I only want to say it, talk about it, because I want people to do it, not because I want people mm-hmm. to think that it's such an admirable thing, because... Right. I, it's just what we're supposed to fucking do. You feel what I'm saying? There is no mm-hmm. way I can live my life and not volunteer in some type of form. I have to give back. Mm-hmm. I have to give. There's no way I can. That's 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 just what I'm supposed to do. I know people always talking about getting the bag, getting the bag. You want to get a bag for me and mine and get generational wealth, me and my family. It's not mm-hmm. about just me and my fucking family. It's there are people that need help, so I volunteer on Friday. There's a food pantry that I go to, well, food, actually food bank. I live in a senior complex. I am the youngest senior, well, not really the youngest. I'm the most uh, um, uh, active senior here because I do a lot of shit. I do a lot of shit. So I have people in and out of my house where I smoke weed, I swim, I skate, <laughs> I do sea moss. I, I do all kinds of shit. I have people over here, musicians, everything. So I'm people in, it's not like it's a trap house. But, you know, it's an active household. 
unlike the households that everybody lives alone here, because there's 40 apartments, everybody lives by themselves. It's great to hardly any couples. So a lot of people die here alone. The fire department is here a lot. The people actually come here to almost say, okay, I've lived my life. I'm retired. I'm 55 and over, so I'm good. Not me. It's wonderful because it's financially feasible. I pay no utilities at all, cable, everything. For six hundred dollars a month, it's a fucking bomb. So, and then they have a they have a community room here that they never use. And I got here, y'all have all kind of fucking parties in there, right? <laughs> and then, I had my band back karaoke, all kind of shit. These seniors come walking down with their walking and 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 um and uh scooters, right down, honey, have free food. I had let me tell you something. God just tells me that I have to give back. I could have been dead, you guys. I could have been dead. Yeah. I was raped five times for smoking crack. I was in the street wow. hard. I didn't have to be here talking about nothing, talking to y'all. So I have to say, okay, God, how can I help somebody? It's not about my bag. Right. It's not about my bag. It's about me saying, okay, if I get something. Let me tell you something. When I get somebody, the first thing I think about after my bills, after my necessity, like real necessity, who can I help? I always think about that. When I get my paycheck, I have always thought that way. And once a month, I also do what we what I call just care packages. I get a wash rag, soap. I go to a dollar store and buy a lot of stuff and put wash rag, soap, toothbrush, toothpaste in a plastic bag and just give it to people. Just give it to people. Because out here, the homelessness is huge. I started in New York. I would go to bus stops. I go to train stations and just give it out. So on Fridays, I go to this organic um, food pantry. They give away stuff like jack food, asparagus, stuff like that. Stuff like they give out good stuff, canning stuff, fruit and vegetables. If they don't have to eat here, a lot of people eat meat and materials and rice and shit. So they give out fruit and vegetables. And I bring it back and give it to the people in the apartment. And then I, I volunteer at the shelter. I just go and sing at the shelter, do a thing to them. I go give them clothes. Organizing, they are not like a store, and they're going to shop at each other. You sounded a little bit muffled there, Miss Gina. We lost you for a second. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, perfect. Okay. No, I said at the shelter, we gather clothes from, I can get clothes from my friends or anybody who wants to give me clothes, and then we take them to the shelter and we hang them up. Like it's a boutique and they just go shopping, you know. And while they're shopping, I talk shit, I sing, I, you know, I do entertain and stuff, you know. Because it's important. It's important. Because having been homeless before, voluntarily, I know what it's like. And even if I didn't know it was like, how can I see somebody and know their need and not help them? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I think everybody should do it. And it's so rewarding. Yo, let me tell you what happened Sunday. This homeless guy. Um, I given him a flyer to come to my event. I gave him a flyer last week, and he was like busted, white guy, tore up, uh, white shirt that was dirty, and it was white affair on Sunday. This dude came, and he was trying to fix his shirt. He had a top button button that was dirty, and he had the flyer folded up like five times in his pocket. Yo, to watch him come to these days for the whole event, he danced, he ate. Yo, it was a that kind of shit is what is a milestone for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you yeah. hear me well? Okay. Yeah. Yes. We can hear you good. 
You know yeah, what? Miss Gina, you know what? You what? said your house is not a trap house. I guess I shouldn't be proud of it, but my house is a trap house. And Damn we sell dope. Y'all we sell dope, down? but we sell dope, <laughs> but no drugs. But no music. We're talking about music. <laughs> I be trapping over there. Oh, tra- oh, you talking about trap music? Uh, nah, yeah. we, so we, so we sell dope. We sell dope. There's no, no drugs. There's just no drugs. Oh, shit. <laughs> what is happening? What are you talking about right now? See, she's all uh, getting the house. So, yeah. We have. We live in. We have what most of people have called the new Motown house. You know how in the movie, this was not our generation, so we're going by the movie, everybody kind of hung out there. They made their music there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah collaborated. Yeah. So that's right, what right, he's saying. Okay. That's the type of trust house that he's referring no, to. Don't, don't say that. To, don't, when you say trap, that means the dope house. Trying to push through everything. Yeah, this the dope house. This the no, dope house. house. You said dope is a negative. Okay, you can say what you want. It's a negative. I was over here like, oh I shit. Understand. You flipped. I'm talking about drugs. Okay, no I got drugs. You. I understand. I got you, nigga. I'm sorry. Even the niggas think we selling dope. He's silly. That's why. Oh, he but. <laughs> but in in actuality, that's the type of vibe and environment that we have here. So being that that's what we do, and this platform is mainly for unsigned artists of any kind of artistry, what advice would you give them who choose to embark on this journey, whether it's music or comedy, any type of artistry, what would you tell them? Give them a major key. Oh, drop everything and do it. Drop everything and get 100% out. I don't care if you got kids. I don't care if you got bills. Trust God to take care of Because I believe if God gave you the gift, God will make room for you to take care of your bills. Nice. People always say, well, nice. practical and keep a job. Nice. I, I say now, but 60 years old, if you at 20, if you're young, 20 and 30, and you really know you have to get to write or sing or dance or cook or, or, or drive, and you know you have, uh, I'm talking about drive a car, if you know you have to get to do that, drive people around, you know got to get to teach, whatever you got to get to do, I say drop everything else and do just that until you become extremely nice. successful and able to make a living from that. That's what I. That's what my suggestion. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Nikki, I got one more thing to say. Okay. Uh, so she likes. I want to say. Modern music. Uh, I want her opinion on this wonderful world song. Oh my God. I want to. 
I want her to tell me she, she likes weed. She likes old school music. I want her to tell me what she thinks about this song called A Wonderful World. I need your own song. Lou Rose. I want you to tell me. But it's not Lou Rose. It's called. No, I said Louis, Louis Armstrong. But it's right. yeah, oh, wait, Louis, let's do the song in my Yes. Yeah, it's but wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It's BC Armstrong. He wants me to listen to it and give him my opinion. Yeah, yes. he wants you to listen to it and give your opinion. Are you, is he serious? He, he wants to run. He knows I'm honest, so, you know. Yeah, he's serious. But my, but, but, but my, but my, my opinion doesn't matter. That's the thing. That's the thing you grew up to no, learn. That people's opinion really does. doesn't matter. But it does. Right now? Okay. So right. Right. Okay, go ahead. It does. All right. I mean, I'm not anybody that, well, okay, go ahead. I want to correct something. I don't do, I'm not just old school. There's some new artists that are out now that are the fucking bomb. So I just like good and, music. Oh. I like good singing. I like good singing. I'm, I'm really into vocals. I like good voices. I don't like the whining. I don't like the, I like good voices. I'm really into that. But there's some <laughs> new people that are the bomb right now that are out. So go ahead. Go ahead. Please. So tell me. Tell me what you think okay. about these guys' voices. We'll be back. Here we go. I ain't got no sight And I say to myself What a wonderful world The cush is green Taking her spleen Shorty goes And I say to myself, what a ugly girl. I'm smoking on blue, blueberry juice, your rhino is white.
Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, Beastie. <laughs> First off, I want to know if I can get on the remix. We need her feedback. We need her feedback. What you got, Miss Dana? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. I don't know what happened. Listen, you are hilarious. I heard <laughs> that song is the bomb. It's the bomb. I wish I would have done to the background from Ooze and Oz. That is the bomb. That's the bomb. That's a wonderful world. That is the bomb. <laughs> yeah. The rhino is white. And I, ain't I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. So creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we do run across. He's silly, but we do run across some really good singers. Um, oh yeah. Independents that are you know doing their thing. Let me ask you this though: Do you still do vocal coaching? Oh, God, yeah, I have some students. You know what's been happening? And, yo, listen, COVID wasn't a good thing, but the quarantine creativity. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. quarantined, anybody who is creative, I believe, was turned up. I, yo, I cannot believe the connections I made, the resources, the long-term situations I'm involved in, the long-term relationships I've established. Yeah. For yourself, you get to see how disciplined you are. You get to see how lazy you are when you work for yourself. You get to see how motivated, because you have to be internally motivated to be an entrepreneur. Because you can't be motivated by a paycheck or, or a supervisor or negative consequences. Like, if you don't do it, you're going to lose, you know. you got to get up in the morning and say, okay, i got a schedule. You know, and it was the bomb. It It is the bomb, creatively. Now, physically, yeah. I have to be on top of taking care of myself and blah, 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 because of quarantine. But other than that, 
my desire to do more and reach people more and use the social media and technical stuff and texting and, and sending stuff and making music and sending music online and that shit has been turned up, man. You ain't got to be in the same state to make records now. You know what I mean? Right. You lay so tracks right. one place so and send tracks another place. Excuse me? What is your social media? People want to tap in. They want to jump in your lives. They want to make music with you. How do oh, they reach oh, you? Thank you, thank you, Tina. Thank you. you can take my phone number and call me. That's first of all. I'm old school. People say, don't give me a number out. And I wonder, why do people say that? Because I can answer the phone or not. Can nobody send me by a phone call? I'm not intimidated by no. You know what I'm saying? If it's a bill collector, I talk to the bill collector. I say, how are you doing? And they want to try to say, talk about you. I say, wait a minute. First of all, I, good, good afternoon. And you want my money. Let's have a conversation. How are you? And they can't believe I want to be cordial. So, you know, I'm not scared of nobody. I get my number out on my Facebook. I'm, I'm an Instagram mostly. But um, I always check my Facebook. People email me. Um, I call. You know, I just communicate with people. There's a lot of weirdos so out here, too. A lot of fucking weirdos. Media? Uh, singing, uh-huh. Gina. You know, you know it. What's yeah, that? but the people you know it already. might not know it. What would tell them to me? You know I'm older. <laughs> singing, <laughs> Gina, no double G. Right. S-I-N-G-I-N-G-I-N-A. I'm just Gina Fletcher. And and you are very intuitive. When we spoke and you asked me my birthday and all that, you know, that was cute. You touched on I used to be a reader. I used to be an astrology like reader. That. Oh, okay. I used to be an astrology reader years ago. What they say about Aries? Well, male or female? Which one? Uh, huh. Male. Male? Well, male, well, they're ruled by the ram, which is significant when you look at the personality of a ram. Always take, take, whenever you have a sun sign, you want to look at who you're ruled by, you know, who you're ruled by. And the ram is indicative of an Aries. And a lot of Aries men tend to be very tight when it comes to their emotions and money. Now, my, now, now listen, these, genera- these are generalities, not specific. They tend to be termed as uh, cold and practical, pragmatic. However, family-based, family-oriented, kind of have a sartistic, sardonic view of life, struggle a lot of times with um, being still. A lot of Aries men have a problem with sitting still. Um the, the good qualities they say. Now, this is not absolute. Aries uh, will never, ever, they say, no, this could be bad. But betrayal is a big thing for the Aries. Betrayal, uh, uh, not keeping your word. They have a hard time with, with forgiving people like that. Forgiveness is not good for the Aries. They hold grudges a long time. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just what they say. I don't know if that's you or not, but that's just what they say. That's I don't know. I, I I know how. I, I agree with a lot of things you said, but I know how to sit still. I I know. Every time I do these things, people say that's not me. It's a fucking generality. No, 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 no. That's not what we're gonna do here. He do not sit still. 
If he is in oh. the house too long, <laughs> if he is in the house too long, he's in his words, and I quote, I need some action. <laughs> I'm leaving. That's the beast thing. I need oh some action. Oh, my God. Okay, so I got him. I got him, right, baby girl? I got him. Yeah. I know how to sit there, man. I just, no, no, I'm no, not no. comfortable with sitting there. If we're out, and I quote, he says, I'm wrecked. That's it. Not ready to go. <laughs> I wrecked. I'm wrecked. <laughs> I'm wrecked. No, I'm wrecked. <laughs> I got other shit to do. Me. See, I got other shit to do. That's a mind of an Aries. They have a, and, and, and you know, and, and you, you can change the narrative and say an Aries is usually uh, doing a lot of things. And let me tell you something. They also say that they're jack of all trades and master of none. They do a lot of things sometimes and accomplish completely things usually in some Aries. And it might not be you, but they say they, they know how to do a lot of things. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he oh, yeah. he's very skilled. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you got They're him. Very he's arrogant, cocky, yeah. cocky. Yeah. Very Girl, arrogant. I'm not. I'm not arrogant or cocky. No, sir. Okay. We're no, gonna sir. we're gonna put a no, pin right sir. there again. He said, "I'm big state." No, no, that's not it. He just, uh, <laughs> what does he say? He say, "Fuck these kids." And he says, <laughs> bitch, bitch, I'm beastie. Bitch, I'm beastie. That's his, that's his, bitch, I'm beastie. I'm not arrogant at all. I'm just a nice man. Beastie for the field. Shit. I love it. I well, Jeannie, I, I you are a beer girl. I want to make music and eat butter biscuits. Y'all know, right? You you know what? You can. I said, this is why I be around, Gene. Ain't they funny? They're the bomb. They're the bomb. They're real people. Did you come to interview with CJ Star? What'd you say? You said what? Did you come to interview this morning, CJ? I, um, no, I was you? out um dashing. I'm going to watch it later, yeah. though. It was a good interview. I had fun with her this morning. I know you did. Did I, 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 I say that? I don't know if I say that interview. Oh, you know what? If it's not if it's not posted, it, it's in my IG story. Because um, uh, I think something happened. I thought I wasn't going to say but What was it? Somebody came on there and talked about something. Some stuff I don't say because it's a sensitive to the person. Because, you know, a lot of times people come online. Um, but one of my gifts is to um, to explore intricacies of a person, right? And sometimes things they say you can't take back because it's out, you know what I mean? And the person gets very vulnerable. And when you look back at it, you go, damn, I said that shit. So some lies I don't say. Sometimes I let them go. I'm going to look and see if it's in my um, IG story, and I'll send it to you. See there, okay? Okay, that'll be awesome sauce. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Yeah. But tomorrow morning I'm interview. I'm, I'm having not interview. Having 
have a conversation with Gina, with um, with these um, Crip in the Blood tomorrow. One of the Crip was the Blood. Oh, that's going to be so good. Not from Brooklyn, yeah. Yo, were they the bong? Yeah. Yeah, that was the good thing. It's going to be 6 a.m. my time and 9 o'clock your time. You know what? Damn, I miss everything. What I appreciate about this interview here on the WTW is I got to hear about, and I'm so, I love Brooklyn so much. Like, I love Brooklyn. And I, what I appreciate about this interview here is I had to, I got a chance to learn about early Brooklyn before BC. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. I really, really appreciate that. Because I love Brooklyn. I want to know everything it is yep. to know about Brooklyn. I oh, love Brooklyn oh, like my That's kids. my town. Act like there's no other place on earth for Brooklyn. There is no other place son, on did earth go to Empire, Did you ever go to Empire Skate Me, son? I, I miss Empire. They, they knocked it down. I miss Empire. Yo, listen. I used to go every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. And Tuesday night yes. was adult night. Tuesday, I, yes. I used to fuck with the uh, the DJ. His name was DJ Horace. He called me today. DJ Horace, like, today. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. His real name is Michael Jones. That was my oh, that was my second like boyfriend. That was my second oh, boyfriend. I got pregnant by him. I got pregnant by him. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, gee. I had an abortion and everything. Oh, shit. I was 16. I was 16. I was in love with him. I, I mean, but he didn't love me back like that. You know this nigga went to jail for stabbing somebody sixty seven times? He did twenty six years ago, he got out like like ten like five years six years ago. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you passed if that you, book. If, if, if you look on his Facebook page, you'll see he's a, he's one of the biggest DJs. His name is Michael Jones the DJ. Yo, his Empire State Ring. He said What? I literally know the person he said. Like literally. Oh, you do? Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 hold wait, hold wait, hold hold the fuck up. What did you just say? I literally know the person he said. The person he killed, you know the person? Yes. Very well. I asked him, I said, Harsh, what happened? He said it was over some crack he was smoking crack at the time. I literally Dude. know the person. Are you fucking kidding me? Listen, I'm a t- yo, yo. He called me today and asked me to send us some weed in the mail. And I said, is it legal? No. He said, yes, it's, it's legal. T- today, today, when we get off the phone, I, I can three-way us. And you, I'm tra- I, well, I, I mean, were you, oh, no, were no, you no, cool I'm with him? I'm cool with the man. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But what? Oh, but wait, that's right. You are blood. You are <laughs> Just because I know him, am I in jeopardy now? Because I know him. I, 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 I'm <laughs> a human. <laughs> Can't discuss this on air. I can't believe this is happening right now. Oh my God. 
You know she don't and care. She's talking about anything. Yeah, Gina don't care, boy. Don't listen to me. He's been talking, but this guy Michael Michael Jones been trying to talk to me since he got out of jail. And see, I was in love with him when I was sixteen. I was, Ooh. I mean, I adored him. I used to go to the skate ring, and I used to think that because he was a DJ, and I would think that he would go home with me, and I would wait longingly at outside for him, and he would go with somebody else. But he started liking me a little bit because you just want weed in my house and hang out. He started liking me, and then we had sex, and then, you know, he didn't take me seriously. Whoa. But once that nigga went to jail, once he went to jail, he was writing me like a motherfucker, and I hated his ass by then. And when he came out, he started talking to me. He has a cane. He limps and shit. He's busted. He's kind of, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Just for you, motherfucker, because I really did love him, but I was infatuated. So he called me today. Today he called me. I can't believe this shit today. <laughs> today. I never I know. Can we get high? Can we get high real quick, Nikki? 
I did. We gotta play call a weed doctor though. But you know, we can play that. But you know, I be wanting to show off a little bit too. But we can go ahead and call the weed doctor. This, um, Miss Gina, this young lady, her name is Naj, and she is out of North what Carolina. Naj, the song that we're going to play she is called Weed Doctor. Oh, she moved back to New York, and her name is Naj, N-A-J, Naj. We'll be back, y'all. You're on your way in love with Mary Jane. I'm not seeing 
up tonight. So, before we get out of here, tell us about this. No, that was a bomb. That was a bomb. You like that song, right? Yeah, that song is Yo, you're talking about weed? Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah. So tell us about the song All the Love You Need, Mother to Son, and your son. Oh my goodness. So you know can you hear me well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. My son my son is a result of prostitution. I have no idea who my son's father is. Uh when I was prostituting for crack thirty two years ago, uh thirty one years ago, after his birthday is July thirty first, nineteen ninety, that's his birthday. I got clean July fifth, nineteen ninety two. So, um I was a crackhead. At the end I was a strawberry. But they called somebody who would do almost anything for crack. And um so I didn't use condoms a lot and I got pregnant. And I was going to abort my son and I went to visit my mother when I was about five months pregnant. And my mother and my brother that just died, Ira, he said, no, not this time. Because I had had about five abortions, six abortions by then, five by then. And um, my my mother said, Gina, you can't do this this time. I said, I, I said, I ain't having a baby. I said, I don't know who this father is. And my brother, Ira, said, don't, that, that's all right. We'll take care of the baby. Don't worry about it. You got you to have this one. And for some reason, I just, I didn't have the, I didn't have the abortion. I was talking crack every single day. When I had him at Our Lady Mercy Hospital in 2331 White Plains Road in the in the Bronx, they took him from me immediately and gave him to my grandmother because I was full of crack. And my grandmother was a foster not grandmother. By, not by the Burger King. Right. What? By the Burger King. King. Yes, 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 yes. The big hospital, Our Lady Mercy yeah. Hospital. That's where my son was born uh, 31 years ago. Uh, July 31st, and my grandmother took him, and um, they didn't know she was my grandmother because it's a different last name, but she was ready to as a foster care mother anyway. So that was God working, working out. Yeah. I got clean two years later and got my son, and um, I struggled with wondering if my drug, my, if my crack addiction affected him physically, and, and it didn't, right? But the fact that I didn't know his father was really fucked me up. Because I was like, damn, I was such a hoe that I didn't know. Yeah, that's fine. I was a hoe. I didn't know. Anyway, I was such a hoe that I didn't know what father was. I said, damn, that's not a big deal. At first, I thought. But then I was, after a while, my son wanted to know he was six or seven. And I told him that. But my exact words were, um, your father and I were together at one time, and we're not now. But then when he got 16, I told him, you know, he knew my story by then because I was active in a 12-step fellowship. But I really felt some guilt about being a mother. I thought that I wasn't a good mother at first, so I questioned myself. So the song says, um, did I treat you right? Did I hold you tight? Did I shelter you in the middle of your sleepless nights? Did I give you space? Tell me, son, that I give you all the love you need. Because honestly, as a mother, there were some times I really hated being a mother. I was single. I was just getting clean. I was on welfare. Yo, I was, and then I didn't know what his father was, so my self-esteem was fucked up, and I really needed help. Because I wanted to have a child with a husband and a house. That's what I wanted to have. I wanted to get married, and then I was like 10 children, and then um, 
have grandchildren. I don't want to be in a hole and have a, be a single parent. You know what I mean? But you recovered, and we're going to get into it, and then we'll be back. Yeah, I can't believe I have my son, you know? And so I wondered it's what all, kind of mother I was. He's here intentionally. Hello? It's all good. We'll what? be back. I said he's oh. here intentionally, <laughs> and we will be back. Dedicated to my son Isaiah and to single parents all over the world. Listen to this. Did I treat you right? Did I hold you tight? Did I show to you in the Thank you. 
was on a several, several Pepsi rounds. But it go. I don't know where they go. Well, yeah. This is Stage Radio. whole lot of shit going on. Miami. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe I might be just talking to myself. Because no one else is here. But I'm here with you. Miami. February 5th. This is Stage Radio. We will be in there with the awards. Don't know where the WTW went. Don't know where CJ Star went. They must be around doing what they do. Don't know where Sin and Gina go. But February 5th, we will be in Miami. It's going to be epic September 11th. Oh, my God. The Queens of Culture, CJ Star will be the host, shout out to Rachel from uh, uh, Sanders Management Team. She's one of the, nom- uh, the honorees. We will be dropping four more because there's over five honorees. Every year, this is our third annual. So I don't want nobody to think we're like emulating or imitating their show because it was a lot of queens of somebody and a nomination queen and audio queen. There was a lot of queen shows done, but this is our third annual. I'm not saying also that no one is doing the same to us. I think these queens should be honored, and they will be honored by the stage radio, as they do. For the last three years. Well, this will be the third year. Pull up. A whole lot of honorees will be announced. Can tell y'all who will be. A whole lot of. And I got a, a headliner that's going to blow y'all fucking mind. Oh my God. Fairville, stand up. Two cents stand up. There's going to be a whole lot of shit going on. I still don't know where the WTW at, so I'm going to keep talking my shit. <laughs> Yo, it's going to be crazy. October 2nd, Captain Race Taylor, 16 females, 16 oh my God. males, dropping down to one, see who's going to win the bag. That's going to be crazy. Can you hear me? Shout out to Swamps. If you are in New Hello? York area, Swamp City, and Friends, October Hello? 30th. Look forward okay, to that. Look, That's going to be crazy. If you are in New York, <laughs> get in touch with Bigfoot, China Blaze, Barbella. <laughs> Yo. Touch with Hello. Mr. High for yeah. more information. The That's crazy. Just That's crazy. Be crazy. Yeah. Nope. Look, 